This is your Frederick Real Estate Update, a conversation about the regional real estate market with tips for buyers and sellers. Your hosts, REMAX Results, Darren Ahern and Presidential Bank Mortgage's Terry Kernan. Hey, folks, welcome back to your Frederick Real Estate Update. I am Darren Ahern with REMAX Results. And on this beautiful weekend, I have with me the wingman, man with all the money that gets to help you out from Presidential Bank Mortgage, Mr. Terry Kernan. How we doing? Good. How are you? All righty. We're doing good. We're doing good. I, I would say we're in the spring market. Okay. It's the middle of the winter. We're getting towards spring market, but we've been in the spring market for, I don't know, year and a half now, two years now. <laughs> it's been crazy. <laughs> yeah, it is. I want to know from you, what are you seeing before I share what I'm experiencing and dealing with and seeing? What are you seeing this week? So what I'm seeing is a continuation of rates going up. They're not going up as quickly as they were, but the last two weeks have not been good for the for the market so one of the things that we have to be very conscientious as lenders and realtors i believe is to is to let people know how much it's going to affect them okay how much it's going up now is it going to continue to go up yes we've seen the stock market taking a crash with things going on in russia normally when something like that happens darren people are going to take their cash out of the stock market they're going to put it in the safe haven of the bonds and our interest rates are going to go down that is not happening, okay? What we're seeing is basically people taking their money out of the stock market, and they're sitting on the sidelines, I believe, that they're sitting on the sidelines because the Russia thing is very unclear. So think about this. If the Russia thing and the sanctions and everything goes through, the supply issues and the global economy, that's all in jeopardy again, okay? Right. We're raising interest rates in order to slow down the economy. We're raising interest rates to combat inflation. We're raising interest rates to make sure that things don't get totally out of control with inflation. It's the highest it's been in decades. So what's happening here is the Russia thing is not helping things out. People are not putting their money in the safe haven of the bonds. The 10-year treasury, which is what we basically price on, to give you an idea, some numbers, in 2018, in October, uh, rates were over 5%, and that's yep. when things totally slowed down. Um, the 10-year yield was 3.23%. Just in uh, July of 2020, it was as low as 0.55%, a 10-year Treasury, 0.55%. So that's when our rates were unbelievably low. And then just last August, they'd climbed up to 1.22. But today it's at 1.996. So let's say 2% mm -hmm. is the 10-year. So we're not in a very bad situation there, but that number keeps climbing and it's going to continue to climb. Okay. So basically, the uh, I've talked about doing a half, per, half point uh, increase to the interest rates to the prime rate. Um, that is starting to take a little bit of steam. I think people are starting to listen to what I'm saying, yeah. saying that, yeah, we probably do need a half-point uh, rate hike, but it's going to jolt the market, and I don't know if they want to do that now with what's going on over in Russia. So basically what I'm seeing is the demand is still there. A lot of people, the but the applications are basically non-existent for a refi because rates are at 4%. We're seeing more people getting frustrated. Uh, just this week alone, um, involved with two people, three people, that had a $600,000 offer. They won it, but they had to escalate to six eighty. 
Yep. Had two people that were in the 700s that escalated and lost. Okay. One of them went over 800. So, so, so what we're seeing is just unbelievable. And so people are at that stage three of buying the, putting contracts in, and that is I will do anything to get that deal. Yeah, definitely seeing that. What are you seeing with um, as far as uh, new applications and, and things like that? Um, you seeing a lot more buyers jumping into the game at this point and realizing, okay, let's go. We are seeing a steady stream okay. of people taking loan applications. Uh, I've been very, very steady. That number has not gone down for for us. Uh, nationwide, has it gone down? Yes, it's down 16%. Okay. okay. Oh, wow. So it's down 16%, uh, 56% down on refis. Okay. Yeah, right. If you haven't refied, you pre- you've missed the market. You're going to refi to take money out, to build an addition, to consolidate debt. But basically, there's no real reason to do a rate and term refinance unless you still have a five and a quarter percent interest rate from 2018. I don't know if anybody does. So it's all purchase. What do you see as uh, so all purchase? What do you see? uh, What are you hearing or sensing are the buyer's greatest concern right now with getting ready to look at homes and and offer on homes? The biggest concern um, that I've been seeing as of late because the rates jumped up pretty quickly. They went from three and a half to four in a very short period of time in like almost three weeks. Um, and what I'm seeing is the big concern is that rates are continuing to go up. So I'm starting to feel a little bit of panic from the buyers. Um, and I can't tell them, hey, no, it's they're, they're going to level off I because I, I don't know. We don't know that. You know, I thought they were going to level off at 3.75%, kind of ease into the 4% range, and they shot right to the top. So the thing that I'm seeing from the buyers is rates, rates, rates. Oh, my gosh. Like, I talked to you, Terry, a month ago, and rates were at 35 and now you're telling me they're at 4 Yes, the, the, the rates have gone up. So educating them and basically showing them the difference because a 3.5% rate sounds a heck of a lot better than a 4% rate. So showing them, okay, this is what it's going to move in your monthly payment, calming them down, you know, um, uh, fear breeds fear, anger breeds anger, the old uh, um, old adage. The old adage, baby. So that's kind of what I'm seeing is that, you know, that's what they're taking a look at is um, their concern is payment rates. uh, And also, what am I going to do to get this loan, structure things differently? Yeah. Okay. Even with the frenzy that we're dealing with, um, like in this week, I've had um, a lot of buyers. We've had um, wrote three offers. One did get accepted uh, this week, two outbid, and on one of mine, getting ready to offer that you're working with, I showed them a house. They were right on the edge, thinking, 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 and then all of a sudden they were like, nope, I'm out. And so I am finding that some buyers are... Um, are starting to understand the that when I say like the threshold, like, hey, this is really starting to get into no man's land and not just because of an appraisal issue at this point, but now it's starting to become like, um, do you really want to dive high that off the diving board, if you will, um, because of your, you know, just how are you feeling about everything and all that? Um, I had a long conversation last night on the phone with some buyers that I'm helping um, that brought 
a lot of questions to me that I kind of have been anticipating are coming, and they're going to only get to be more and more as people are starting to feel the market and all that stuff like that. And they haven't purchased in a long, long time. It's been nine years, so it's very different today than it was, and it was really good to cover all that stuff and build and build that into into what we're looking to work to do. So, so that's been what's happening this week. I just had a settlement recently, just now uh, that the buyers are just thrilled to death, and Jefferson chase to you know over there off technology way and then beautiful four level up gorgeous townhouse finished out and um they're just in tears because they were just so happy that finally we got you know i don't have to deal with no more 20 offers that kind of stuff and i just didn't think that we you know it hits home because the realtor you just have we do this every day and so it's like normal to us but with what buyers are going through as a hurricane to get to the other side and to get a house, um, we really have to stop and go, wow, this is really emotional to them. This is like more emotional than 2005 and six. And to me, I take it as, well, this is my job. I do this every minute, every day. It's no big deal. And this is why the today's segmentary, I felt really compelled to share the emotional and the like not just be so logical, but get in some of the emotional things and some of the things that buyers that we want to pay attention to what you're thinking and feeling going through this kind of stuff, um, because it is pretty unbelievable when you get outbid, um, not just one time, but three, four or five times and you feel like throwing a towel. And so I want to cover some of that stuff. Numbers. Woo. Guess how many active homes on the market right now in the whole county? And by the way, this is new construction and resale. Get ready. Less than 200 is my guess. You're right on the button. It's 203. Really? 93 Whoa. resales. We got as high as 125. We got a lot of excitement going on. Like, yes! And now we're back under 100. And it's like, oh boy. Flying off the shelf. Huh? Yeah. 10 days average time on market. We're going to hover there. That's like, people are like, well, that sounds like a lot. No, no. 10 is like, mm. That's that's taking the good, bad, and the ugly. If I take probably $350,000 and under, it's probably more like four days. In fact, it's like this. Days on the market at this point is how fast can a seller sign off on it and get it back to the buyer? And that's what's going on. So there's already four days built in place with showings, the time it takes to write an offer, deadline dates, and all that. So, you know, people that say, would we ever get down to like five days on the market average time? Probably not because of that lag. So Yeah, so I've got um, – I was reading something last week. And it said nationwide, this is nationwide, mm -hmm. the average days on the market right now is 61 days. That's nationwide. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That is the lowest recorded. Ever. Ever. I guarantee it. Ever. Yeah. So that's yeah. every market every in the United States. Every, every price range. Every price range. Every, every, everything. Yeah. 61 days is the average, and that is the lowest ever. Yeah, it's amazing. I have to look at the state of Maryland and see because when you add in all the different counties and everywhere else in Maryland, um, it'd be kind of cool to see like how many homes are for sale in the state at one given time. I actually can do that. It'll take me a little work, but I'm going to do that for fun and then compare backwards just to see what where does Frederick County, Washington, Montgomery County, where do we really land in retrospect of the state numbers as a whole. But here's the big number, Terry, that I'm scratching my head over. Guess how many brand new construction is for sale right now? Um, 110. You're right on the money. 110. We've been averaging what? 140? 150? Mm-hmm. Okay. The question becomes why? Why? Why are we down that much with new construction and all that? 
I really don't know how to answer that. Um, I don't know if the builders are just holding back. They can't get permits through fast enough. They can't get starts going. They're just not advertising more. I don't know. We're closing out communities at this point. We can't advertise those no more because we're closing them out because we've bought, sold them all up. Um, I don't know if it's a whole mixture of things. I'm going to think about this a little more, and I want you to think about that. Why is it down to 110 with new construction? I think, because I deal a lot with new construction, one of the things that I think about is is that they don't have to do as many spec homes as they were doing in the past. Mm. Things are selling quicker, so they're not even hitting the market. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Is they're not hitting the market. So what you're seeing is the consistent um, new construction ones that are basically going. So a lot of them are not getting to that stage where they need to put them on the market. People are buying pre-sales, and they're buying them, in my opinion, as fast as they can. Most people would prefer new construction over a resale. Why? It's brand new. You get a design. You got to pick the colors. You got to do your way. Why doesn't everybody go to new construction? Money. Yeah, it's higher price. The other thing, Terry, I'm helping two families now, and I just got word this last week. We're supposed to settle middle of March coming up on the one. I told them seven months ago, no, no, I wouldn't bank on that. I don't believe any of it. Mm -hmm. Guess what just happened? Garage doors are delayed. But here's the big one. The flooring is delayed, and they have no idea. They can't give my buyers an answer in me when the flooring is even going to come in. Are you kidding me? You got the cabinets in. They just did all the kitchen stuff. They're doing all these other things. But the flooring, they get the walls painted. I mean, they're doing like all this other stuff and maybe even out of sequence of how you'd normally build a home. We're down to like when the floor's coming in, we have no idea. You may have to go to Home Depot and pick out what you want kind of thing. We're literally dealing with that. And I said to them, did I not tell you seven months for new construction? You can't go on that. And I'm not being mean to the new builders out there, but I'm telling buyers one year, 10 months to one year, you please, please understand that that is a very, very, very serious probability right now. Um, so I tell buyers, I think home new home construction is great. Just make sure you have one year to get into it, not yes. seven or eight months, because I know what I'm dealing with in real time with my buyers. And they're looking at me like, you were right. You were right. Yeah, because this is the stuff we knew could be, um, you know, potential. So we're working through that. Um, let me look at uh, pending under contract 793 in the last 30 days, 275 homes. And the resale is 99.5% list of values sold. So we're still seeing a lot of that. So all in all, oh, coming soon, 72. Remember, I thought we, we need to get to 100. At least. This is the problem. Sellers, please sell your home. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't have to call me. Just get your home on the market. We need more inventory. So, yeah, that number, I still feel as long as that stays under 100, there's no way we can possibly get above with a resale 125 to $150. It just can't happen because there's too much demand that are eating those homes up too fast out there. So that's what's going on. Life on the streets. I already told you about what I've experienced in this week. We had upwards. Most of these offers, by the way, I've been dealing with about 10. I got one right now. We submitted an offer this morning. Um, it's been on the market three days. They got 13 offers already and more on the way. So, yep. And this is, um, yeah, this is this is kind of the norm. And um, so I like playing the guessing game, saying to the buyers, well, I think we'll have eight offers on this house. No, there's going to be 30 on this one. So we have a good time with that to see who can, like, the guessing game, who can tell how many multiple offers. The number we're not talking about is, oh, there will just be two. 
There'll be maybe three, maybe on a $900,000 home, but not on four or 500 and under at all. So mm-hmm. um, here's what we're seeing in the strategies is purchase price escalation still is a big deal. Under appraisal addendums, we've talked about on our previous shows. And I mean, you can't come in like, yeah, we'll give you $2,000 above the appraisal amount. No, 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 no. That's, that's not cutting it at all. You're going to need to go much higher. Oh, this is the one we just did on this offer. Buying be, the buyer being willing to pay for the seller's transfer and recordation taxes. Okay, so it's no longer split. Yep. So, so basically, what you're saying is that, and just so everybody understands, is that let's take Frederick County for example. Is basically the the recordation is uh, fourteen dollars per thousand. Yep. So normally on a resale, if it's a hundred thousand dollar, it would be a fourteen hundred dollar transfer tax and that is always split 50 50 basically what your people are saying we're not going to raise the sales price but we're going to get more money in your pocket by paying your share of the transfer taxes and that's one way that you can avoid uh or help lessen appraisal issues exactly that's what that was all about because it has no bearing on the appraisal stuff it does not have a bearing on the appraisal so that is it's huge this is a tactic that is strategy that's really important to pay attention to because on price escalations i obviously i have a pretty nice feel of like okay anything about four hundred thousand in this scenario and you're no man's land like you are gonna have an appraisal issue why there's no data to support it I can't come up with it. The other agent can't. The seller can't. You can't. Nobody can create something that doesn't exist. So I always go. That's the. That's where we go to first. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. But the that this whole thing with recordation transfer taxes um, is still a really big game changer. Um, even if we're still going up in price, which we are. We did both. We're going to escalating, but then we have a stop point where it's like, no, that doesn't make sense to go above that no more. If somebody else wants to, God bless them. But the thing the other people may not be doing is paying for the buyer's esc- uh, transfer recordation taxes. And if you do that, it is a very big mental thing on the psyche of the, of the seller. Um, and then we're still seeing rent backs in most cases where the buyer is not charging. We're not having the seller pay for anything and all that. So that's what's happening. Um, title issues getting resolved. I just had one that we're working through, and the seller was willing. Even in this kind of market, I was able to work it to where the seller was convinced, not my seller, I'm representing the buyer, to not have to, I told the other agent, you know, you're going to have to, it's, 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 it's a title issue. Come on. This isn't like, um, this is a big deal. Like you're, this could hurt, this could hurt a lot more than we just won't, don't want to do it. We'll see if somebody else is willing to take that chance. So they were convinced and they're going to pay a couple thousand dollars to have it done. And so therefore my buyers do not inherit an issue that would affect them when they put in an addition on the house or resale. I mean, like we want this cleared. There's no use buying it until it is. And, uh, so that worked out really well. All right, today's segment. You ready? Here we go. Yes, sir. Mr. Produce, you ready? Did I get blamed for what? Is an agent. You're getting blamed for what? Blamed for what? Um, the market temperature and where it's at. Sellers, of course, now are happy and buyers are very frustrated, as we know. Why? Because the buyers are still at a huge disadvantage to make an offer. Terry, like I've said, about 75% of all places are getting multiple offers. And so preparing buyers for what is about to happen out there um, is is really really amazing right now i kind of think of it like this when i got into boat racing <laughs> when i get onto boat racing going out and driving a hydroplane with no one around me to learn how to drive the boat and get a feel for it and how does it respond with the fin being set right and the turns and come out of the turns and the accelerations and all the all the technicalities of boat racing it was one thing to do that out on my own 
Mm-hmm. The first time I got in a race boat, and there's tw- 11 other boats out there with me going into the turns at really high, crazy speed, six inches apart. That was something that my mentors could not prepare me for. There was no verbiage. There's no. They just simply said, we're going to give you some pointers, but whatever you do, don't crash into somebody. Just don't do that, okay? Um, don't be that guy. Yeah, don't be that guy that everybody's mad at when you get back to shoreline if your boat makes it, right? Um, that was kind of how this is in this market, is a good agent, and how do we really prepare for what's about ready to happen out there? So, um, multiple offer stuff we know is just a term that's been used forever and ever, and it's out-termed at this point. So, really knowing the market and the sales, the competition, the trends, and what the seller wants and needs, settlement dates, rent backs. I mean, there are, I probably have 15 questions that I ask that is so vital to understand before we go into the hurricane how bad are the winds and how big are the waves, if you will? Mm-hmm. You know, this is what separates a lot of us guys. Um, you know, more moving parts than we've ever, ever had before. And the pace is so much faster. And we have to absolutely react literally on a dime. Going into the turns in boat racing, one of the most important things my mentor said to me is this. When you have a rooster tail and water spraying in front of you, that is a good thing. When that stops immediately... That is a really bad thing. You may think it's good at first, like, wow, I'm going to be able to see in a second here. What you're going to see is wrecking into the boat in front of you is what's going to happen. Okay. So this is the stuff I've heard so many times now with other agents that are getting blamed. This is the whole segment of this part right now. When a buyer's getting outbid and when they're not getting the house they want, there comes a point of frustration where you start to say in your head, and I've had this almost, it's your fault, Mr. Agent. You're not doing something right. Why am I still losing in these battles, right? Um, I don't know if you've heard that yet, of you're catching on or is a lender that you've had agents or buyers coming back to you to get requalified or this or that, and they're like maybe upset about maybe my agent's not doing such a great job after I'm not getting what I want. Have you ever heard of that before? Not so much. Maybe here or there, but it's usually uh, – but really I haven't seen a whole lot of that. Now, does that mean we're not going to see it here coming up? Because things are just getting uh, more and more intense. Um, But I haven't seen a whole lot of that because they're not going to open up to me so much uh, in most cases. But um, I haven't seen a whole lot of it. But, yes, I have seen some of that is where they question the process and they question why am I doing this and why don't I just rent for another year and why don't I wait till rates go up and Prices stabilize. Yeah, or the rate change, or things change drastically. And this is what I think is important. This is what I'm going to um, share with you as an agent, Terry, and the things that emotionally, the things to get your emotional being back, because it's like talking people off the ledge, like trying to say, hey, hang in there. You're normal. You've lost out on three homes. It's normal. Like those 20 offers or so. You only have so much purchasing power or money or cash or credit or this or that or all these maneuvers we can do. And it's like saying Michael Jordan still missed basketball shots, right? We say in baseball, what? Babe Ruth still struck out. There's times, you know, it's like you do everything you can, and they still make the Hall of Fame. And their numbers are very different than ours. Ours, we have a pretty high level of success in this. And so that's what I think is about setting expectations. And so on sellers, we set the expectation there. Market conditions, what kind are we in? What are the things that you may be able to see? How strong a buyer's position is with an offering? So on this side of the bridge, I'm looking at what buyer, you know, with the buyer, I say, hey, look, 
you know, they only have so much cash or credit or need. What are your needs? What's your wants? What's your flexibility? Um, and yes, expectations of past experience with sell, selling or buying, Terry, is what I find muddies the waters. One of the most important questions I ask sellers and buyers is, uh, have you ever sold a house before? How did that go? When was it? What was the outcome? I do now more so with buyers than ever before. Have you ever bought a house before? How'd they go? Because I want them to think about what it is expectation-wise, the things that we're going to venture into of what could potentially be different than before, okay? I always want to know, did you go higher in price? Did you get that price? Did you go, was it, did you get it for less than the asking price? What kind of market? And all those kind of factors. Where was the inventory at the time? Where is it now in retrospect to that? And how does that affect what's going on in the market? Buyer demand is the highest it's ever been. Rates, we know they've been pretty low, but with them going up, how does that cause the fuel of the frenzy of everything going on there? The big thing, Terry, is this, and the emotional side is risk tolerance. What I try to learn is how gutsy are you? How high up on the diving board are you willing to go to jump off into the pool? Like when you're little kids? How bad do you want this house? Yeah, how bad do you want it? Scale to 10. The way I ask that is on a scale to 1 to 10, if you did not get this house, how much will you cry? Okay. Yeah, it's a really important thing to say, you know, how much all, all in are you willing to go? Like Vegas. Some people go and they gamble 100 bucks when they have $1,000 in their pocket. They could do more, but they don't. And if you're like me, one time in Vegas, I was getting ready to leave for the plane trip in like 10 minutes. And, you know, they have the roulette and they have the red and the black side. Mm-hmm. Man, I took all the chips. I'm like, what's the max again that I can put on one color, one thing at one time? And the lady told me, and I'm like, I'm all in. And she looked at me like, Whoa, dude, nice. She got excited. And, of course, when she spun the ball, I think she was more nervous than I was, you know? Mm-hmm. The outcome of it, we'll talk about on another program. All right, so buyers, two minutes left or less than the program. Here we go. Some buyers, you know, you're only willing to compete a little. Others are all in. And I say to them, you know, tell me what it, they, a lot of people just say, there's those people say, just tell me what I need to do to get this house. If I lose this house, I'm going to be flipping out, right? And this depends on the resource you have to work with. First is cash. How much cash and reserves? How much can you go up above with an appraisal issue or something like that? Credit, that deals with the loan types and some things like that. What are your time frames? This is becoming a really big deal. The time frames, right? Throwing out the appraisal. Uh, Terry, the two last offers that my buyers lost out on, mm-hmm. they lost out on because the other one, it threw out the appraisal and no home inspection. And the last three contracts that I've gotten had no home inspection, a gap fund for the appraisal. Yep. And the third thing was um, uh, they were offering 60-day free rent backs. There you go. So the last three contracts I've gotten in the last two weeks – Basically, had though the, the the consistent theme was those three things plus an escalation clause. So, um, and what they all did was they brought a home inspector the first time they went and looked at the house. Yep. They spent an hour, hour and a half in there, and basically figured did it out then. did it then, and they paid the home inspector for a top of the line. You know, hit hit the bullet points yep and the last thing is this the best offer is this and and don't get mad if you can't do this but this is the best offer cash zero contingency settle in two weeks i'll see you at settlement and that's the thing i tell buyers now is look if you're not in that position don't be upset if you lose out because somebody else may be so set in that expectation next week guys we're going to talk about what are the things agents we can control and how we can best help you out so don't get it don't get mad at your agent The market is the market. It is what it is. We're navigating through this, and so don't be blaming us. Have an awesome week. Happy, happy week. We'll see you next time on your Frederick Real Estate Update.
Looking to purchase a home or refinance your existing mortgage? If so, Lawyer Signature Settlements is here to assist you with that process. Lawyer Signature Settlements is a local attorney-owned title company with over 100 years of combined experience conveniently located in Frederick, Maryland. We are licensed to conduct closings in the states of Maryland, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and West Virginia. With two attorneys on staff here at Lawyer Signature Settlements, we ensure the most thorough review process paired with affordable rates, accommodating scheduling, and outstanding customer service. So next time you need to place your signature on closing documents, call Lawyer Signature Settlements at 301-695-1235 or visit us on the web at www.signaturesettlements.com. We hope to see you at the closing table. Hello, this is Terry Kernan with Presidential Bank Mortgage in downtown Frederick. And the best way to reach me always is on my cell phone at 301-639-9244, 301-639-9244. Or you can always email me at tkernan at presidential.com. And this is Darren Ahern from REMAX Results. You can reach me anytime, 240-344-1713. Again, it's 240-344-1713 or at DarrenAhern at gmail.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to your Frederick Real Estate Update. We will see you each and every Saturday right here on WFMD at 11 o'clock.